0: Kids.
1: I like dropping bombs, but my dad, he doesn't like dropping bucks. So I've been beating pitchers with discount bats from closeatbats.com. Just tell Max and Roy that the Playball Kids sent you, and they'll take as good a care of you as they have me since I was in Little League. Fergus, are you ready? Yes. Let's play ball. So can you kind of just give me a little bit of just your background in general?
0: Um, Sam, I'm probably like most of your listeners. I was around your age um, playing Gaelic football or Irish football in Ireland. And I had started late because swimming was my primary sport. And just like all of your listeners and like yourself, I wanted to get better. And I started to read and study everything I could on sport, on fitness, on weight training, on sprinting, and um, that's where my passion for understanding how to make others better, or myself. Well, it started with myself, and I was actually I actually went to university to be a teacher uh, initially, and then uh, you know my passion. I kept studying, learning, um, and one year I was offered a job. It was during a summer vacation. I was visiting a team and they offered me a job as an intern. And then over the last 15, 20 years, um, I've just ended up working with NFL teams, um, some of the military uh, special operations groups, uh, college football, soccer, international rugby. And uh, yeah, just have been following my passion for understanding how to make uh, better people.
1: So Fergus, you have worked with teams and coaches in professional football, basketball, baseball, rugby, soccer, and as well as the uh, elite military units. So what are things that all of those uh, elite performers have
0: in common? I think the best ones are the ones who have a really clear vision of what they want to achieve. so they don't get distracted. And there's a lot of talk about mental toughness. And But when you speak to the highest performers, mental toughness, believe it or not, really comes down to the ability to focus on the one thing that you want most or that you have to achieve most and not being distracted. So that's one thing that they all have in common. And the second thing that the best have is that they have very good lifestyle habits so the habits that they have away from uh, sport or uh, their job are good healthy lifestyle habits that's what allows them continue to compete uh, longer than anybody else because sometimes we have this impression that you uh you know you can just get there um that all great athletes are good from the beginning. And that's not true. Um, like, I mean, almost every, you know, great, whether it was quarterback or wide receiver or or whatever, when I was speaking to them, they would always tell me, well, I wasn't the best in my class or I wasn't even the best in my, my family. Um, and so the point is that you have to keep on that path, but having good lifestyle habits is fundamental. It's the basis. On which you can keep getting better at your sport over a number of years.
1: AKA Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom Brady is a good example. Um, but, he, you know, all of the great players, like, I mean, even Colin Kaepernick, uh, Frank Gore, Justin Smith, many of those guys at the Niners, uh, at the San Francisco 49ers, when I was there, you know, off the field, they had a good balance. Um, many of them had hobbies when I worked in rugby, you know, a number of guys actually, uh, started to get pilot's licenses. Some of the others had, um, other hobbies such as learning a musical instrument and they had good, um, again, good eating habits, good sleeping habits. There was one soccer player that I worked with quite a bit and he would fly me over to teach him how to cook actually so that he could cook healthy meals. Um, you know, in his house at home, things like that, so with all your experience today, if you be my age
1: fourteen again, what would you uh what would you like to make sure you knew and did?
0: Oh, um, I would have focused more on you know those lifestyle habits and getting a good balance in my life, making sure that um I spent as much time worrying about you know, sleeping, eating, stretching, mobility, all of the things that allow me, you know, play the game as well as the game. Uh, The other thing that I think is really important is that you have good people around you or good mentors or people who you can go to and ask for an honest opinion on what area you want to get better at. Because sometimes we, only work on our strengths and we don't concentrate on getting our weaknesses better. And sometimes it's hard for us to see it. So, you know, that might be family or it could be a neighbor. It could be, you know, one of the coaches, or it could be someone, um, who, you know, who's going to be honest with you and tell you, you know, it's your mobility or, you know, it's your strength that you need to work on. And sometimes there are the things that, you don't really want to hear, but you need somebody who's independent who can, who can help you and just and keep you motivated as well.
1: How did you find good methods? And then what are uh, some good methods that uh, other people can use?
0: Oh, I w- well, me, I, was <laughs> I would save my money and I bought oh, any book I could. And I would read and study. And I, I read a lot outside of sport. Um, or sorry, outside of my sport or outside of maybe the sport I was interested in. So I read, you know, I think the very first book uh, or one of the first books that I remember trying to get my uncle to bring me back from the States was uh, Hoop Dreams. Uh, At the time, of course, Michael Jordan was playing, so I'd read and study everything that I could find out about him. And, you know, he had a personal trainer, Tim Grover. Years later, I got to meet his strength coach, Al Meal, who was at the Chicago Bulls at the time. So I tried to read everything. Um, on Sundays I would, uh, buy three newspapers and just disappear into the other room with the sports section. And I would look for the long interviews, um, with athletes and with coaches and try and see, could I pick up little nuggets of information, things they were doing. So I think that you can do that. I think you can, you know, try and read as much as you can. The only thing to be careful of is, you know, try and make sure that the the sources that you read are, are good because there's a lot of conflicting evidence out there. So that's why, like I said, it's always good to have a mentor or someone, a coach, someone that you can lean on as well so that you don't get, going back to my very first point, It's don't get too distracted, know exactly what it is that you're trying to do and focus on it and and enjoy it. I think you, you asked me earlier um, things I would do differently. One is there were probably a lot of times when I didn't enjoy playing as much as I should. I should have really enjoyed it more and that's, that's really, really important.
1: So what advice would you have for parents who are trying to find a coach for their young athletes?
0: I think you want to find somebody who is um, relaxed and calm and sees the whole picture. I think that many... Um, parents actually are more uh, passionate about, um, short term gains than sometimes even their kids are. And, um, it's really important, I think for, for parents to try and speak with experienced coaches who have been through this to keep a perspective on it because it is a long It's a long-term game. It's a a long battle. It's not a short war. Um, And... or or Sorry, it's not a short battle. It's a long war. So it's really about having a slow and steady uh, plan to progress. Nobody's going to, you know, make the the major leagues very young. You've got to have a plan for how you're going to get there. And we're seeing more and more in every single sport, later developers. um, And I'm seeing you know, I get approached by parents and, um, you know, friends and coaches with young kids who are burning out um, because they don't have that complete balance. So, uh, you know, finding somebody who has experience, finding someone who can balance them. And um, I think that's really, really important so that they can create an environment where, you know, both they and their, their son or daughter um, you know, really have, and can enjoy sport for a long time because I, I do hear of some, uh, you know, scary instances of young kids going for surgery far too early. Um, and that's, uh, that's worrisome. So in your book,
1: 59 Lessons, you mentioned Bill Belichick as one of your teachers. So what does he do that other coaches in any sport like baseball, uh, could learn to be a winning coach since he has six Super Bowl w- rings?
0: Um, Well, I was fortunate to to watch him at at practice and to watch his interaction. I never worked for him, but he, uh, as a coach, what was most impressive was actually how little he said. I think that's a really important point for parents. Even when you watch him on the sideline, he's the exact same in games as in practice. Um, And the best coaches I have been around um have been the same they say as little as is necessary and i can't overestimate that because if you're constantly talking constantly saying things constantly feeling the need to speak um people get bored or that your voice and the point that you're making just simply becomes background noise so when he speaks then people listen and when he and that doesn't mean that he's not coaching what it means is that when he sees an error um, he waits to see if the player recognizes the error themselves and if they correct it. And then he doesn't have to speak. But the real bonus in being a coach like that is that the player is becoming more intelligent and the player is becoming better on their own. And that's really what you're looking for you know, in a, in a young kid is you want to see the player not learn you want to see the player learn how to learn to get better and that's what he does a very very good job at is developing intelligent coaches, intelligent players. So that was the really big learning lesson for me was how little he spoke and the other interesting thing was that he spoke generally with the coaches, not to the players and he allowed his other coaches speak to the players. So I think for parents, I think for coaches. I think there's a lot to learn. Um, And again, the best coaches I've been around, uh, that's one of the the common traits because when they speak, the few times that they do, everybody listens.
1: Yeah, I've always tried to, uh, throughout my whole entire life, try to become my own coach uh, in a Mm -hmm. way so I feel what I did wrong or how I moved not well.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, Sammy, I I can't overestimate the importance of that because um, now there's a balance. You don't want to become, you know, you don't want to be always in your own head and overthinking it. But the more that you can teach yourself and get better, um, you know, the better you're going to become, uh, the longer your career is. But also the more insight you can offer to coaches who are coaching you, you know, the more feedback you can give them. And uh, I had this conversation with an NBA coach yesterday. You're really trying to develop a relationship where the coach and the player are solving problems all the time. You know, why uh, Why did I miss that or why did I not get into that position? And it's back and forth and you're solving a problem together. So the better and the more that you know as a player, the better and the easier it's going to be for the coach to help you, um, you know, produce those Uh, Great performances and also it's small things like you mean knowing that when I eat this food I feel tired or when I eat this food um, It doesn't uh, you know, it doesn't seem to help my performance or when I get this routine right that works You know, that's what it's 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 about is about listening to your body and getting better all of the time
1: So final question here. What is either your favorite book or your favorite movie?
0: Oh, man. My favorite movie is Easy. I, uh, it's the Godfather movies. My favorite book, oh, I've got so many of them. I think The Four Agreements, it's a really simple book. Or actually, one for your listeners is Who Moved My Cheese? I've never heard of that book, actually. <laughs> well, it's a really short book, and it's a re- there's a really important lesson in it um so maybe when after you read it you can have me back on and we can uh i can i I can i can ask you what you thought of it
1: perfect fergus thank you so much for playing ball
0: sammy it's been my pleasure thank you
1: thank you patrick jones baseball and dj jazzy jeff one two three for the reviews this week Hey, it's Sammy here thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show i would like to ask for your help tell me what questions you would like answered if you could also take a moment to review the show the algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews i get The more reviews the more people they will show the podcast with and don't forget to play ball kid